if a person is not confronting or facing problems within their company, they're doing their own company a disservice. Find somebody who does care and get out of the way. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sanger always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to another Tuesday Takeover series. If you've been listening to this, this is our new series we started last Tuesday. And at Joe Corner, who is running this whole leadership series, uh, has been talking about all the different tenets of leadership. And last week, they talked about communication. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. But uh, Joe, Joe is the COO of Prestige Leadership Advisors. They've been doing this for many, many years, himself being a business leader for 25 years. So we felt he's like the best to bring in to do, do this series. So Joe, again, thank you for doing this and, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Sangram. And thank you for that incredible introduction. I hope I live up to it. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely the first one was awesome and epic. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about this series and, and what is the second topic you're going to jump into this time? Yeah, our series is called uh, basically the Leadership Series. Uh, Joe Yazbek, my partner, and I have been business owners for well over 20 years. We've been in trenches. We faced all the same problems and challenges that every business owner and executive face. And we work with business owners and executives in helping them achieve their goals. This second of our podcast series is called Leadership Qualities. And in this one, we go over the main qualities that it takes to be an exceptional leader, a very effective leader, not, not just any old leader, but somebody who really inspires his or her people to achieve the goals. I love that, man. I think, I think the leadership is so broad that I think a lot of people have just all kinds. They're like, I think last time I was in Barnes & Noble, there was a whole shelf on leadership. And like, how much more do we need to learn about leadership and still not understand? So... I love that you're jumping into and breaking it down into these four tenets of communication and, and many other ones. So, Joe, let's let's get into it. Great. Thanks, Sangram. Hello, this is Joe Kerner, and I'm back again with Joe Yazbek, the best-selling author of No Fear Speaking, who is also an international master speaker and a terrific leadership coach. Joe, I'd like to pick up where we left off in our last conversation, where we were talking about the power and value of communication to success and leadership. Uh, you and I both agree that communication is the single most important activity and action for any leader, professional, or executive. But why is that? How, how does effective communication lead to more success? Well, because communication, Joe, is the tool that connects people, creates agreement with ideals and ideas and projects and makes for a productive function or activity within an organization and also external. You could have a leader with great ideas and have a plan that is strategically or tactically created, but it takes communication to implement the plan and to get people to carry it out. And that's the key to it all. If, if executives and leaders cannot do that, then their planning is just a wish. 
it's a dream without having a result. Oh, that's a great point, Joe. That that is so true. You know, we read, you and I read, and a lot on uh, various uh, websites and LinkedIn, and we see videos all talking about building a winning team and getting agreement from your teams and getting your teams all on the same page. And and you're touching on what I consider to be the glue that holds all of that together, which is communication. Yeah, and I'm going to embellish on one point, and that is that this is one area or ingredient of communication that gets violated the most. And that is an executive or a leader needs to be able to understand their team. And in order to understand what the situations are with them, what they may be having trouble with, to understand uh, the concerns of why something isn't going as well as it should, it takes an ability to listen, to give a person full attention, to be able to ask smart questions, to know know what you're looking for. The only way to know is to ask. And so there are some leaders, people think that leadership is a completely directed or an indoctrinational kind of approach when actually it's, let me help understand this. Tell me what is and that, or who is, or why is, or how is, you know, these are questions. It's what, where, why, who, <laughs> get information and have at least a sense of logic to be able to, to use that information properly to pull the string, know what's going on, and then you can properly help your company or help your team. Because we are, as leaders, coaches. We're coaching people. Right. You know, we're helping them get their jobs done. You see, we're not interfering with having them get their jobs done. But as leaders and coaches, we're assisting them to produce a higher quality. Yeah. So when I say listen, you know, ask a question, hear the answer, acknowledge the answer, let them know you heard them. Now you're getting properly informed. I think this is where most leaders or executives go off the rails. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you raised some fantastic points there. What would you say to a leader or how would you coach a leader who maybe has trouble asking questions or doesn't know what questions to ask or possibly even is afraid to hear the truth. What would you do with somebody like that? Well, first of all, if a leader and executive is, is afraid to hear the truth, you might as well pack it up because that tells me that it's an ethics point. Okay. Because that, that, that owner of that company or senior executive's responsibility is to take care of their company which to me is the purest, simplest definition of responsibility. Take care of something. Yes. You know? And if you, if a person is not confronting or facing problems within their company, um, they're doing their own company a disservice. Find somebody who does care and get out of the way. <laughs> That's right. You know? And so uh, that, that to me is a key element. Um, uh, and I think uh, to answer your question even more fully, if you've, got a, if you've got a leader, an executive in a company, and by the way, everyone should have a leadership capability, whether they're a manager, director, supervisor, or even ju- just, quote unquote, an employee has management, they're managing something. Exactly. That's right. Everybody's managing something, somebody or something. Right. And so they've got to make sure that they are taking care of where they're handing off in their workflow. Like I would, I would advise someone in a department to complete something in their department before they hand it off to the next department. 
and take care of the fact of not handing off something that's incomplete or incorrect. Yes. You right. see, like I would not have anybody in servicing to service someone without an invoice paid, you know? I mean, <laughs> makes sense, right? Sure. Let me see the invoice and let me make sure it's correct. Otherwise, invoicing or finance isn't doing their job. That's communication. Exactly. You know, you know, off the rails. Yeah. You know, you raise a, a, an interesting way of looking at communication uh, when you talked about a leader has to know what's going on. He or she has to take responsibility for what's going on, has to care enough. And the biggest and best tool they have for that is communication. E- even looking is a form of communication, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you, boy, that's, that's, a, that's a magical point you just made. And I say, I've had, I've had enough clients where I've had to help them remove their own blinders. You know, I call them you know, preconceived ideas about what they think is going on. But come on, man. Like, look, open your eyes and take a look. You know, all you got to do is you don't even have to listen to anyone. You don't have to have a conversation. All you've got to do is walk around the area where the operation is and take a look. Does it look like it's operating? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or if you look at something, you're looking out and you got someone who's playing video games. I mean, that tells you something right there on their laptop or they're, they're doing something other than what they should be doing. Well, that tells you something. You don't even have to ask a question. You see, or you go in and inspect the product coming off the factory line, and it doesn't have to be a physical product, but you're looking, you're perceiving, you're observing, and you're going, what are you doing? That would be a great question. What do you mean? Well, I'm watching you doing this and that, which has nothing to do with your job. Does it? Where does it in your job description tell tell me that you you are... Uh, taking a walk and uh, or whatever, you know, that has nothing to do with what their job description is. <laughs> I mean, that to me is the grossest example of an executive not looking. Yes. Some of them, I call them absent leaders or absent executives. They're not really, they're, they're sitting in their ivory towers, you know, right. closed doors looking at numbers and they're not looking at their operation, you exactly. know. Sometimes you can be looking at someone who doesn't look so good. Their indicators visually are telling you that they're upset about something or they're stressed or they're overwhelmed. Well, bring that guy in your office or that gal in your office and sit down and go, what's going on? Right. A simple question like, what's going on? How are you doing? And shut up and listen, and you'll get more information about what's going on in your company that way. Yes. And you could be helping the individual possibly through a personal problem as well. Absolutely. That's the trust factor, I think. That's why, that's why I say you might have different types of coaching going on. You have life coaching going on. That's right. You know, you, you have, you know, uh, team coaching going on, productivity coaching. You can call it whatever you want, but uh, you're there to help. And if you're not there to help, then what the hell are you there for? That's right. <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me, listening to you talk, among all the various qualities and skills that a leader has to have, I think we can add one more, and that is bartender. Being able to listen to people like a bartender would listen. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, 
I mean, some some if you if you have, if you sit down with an owner of a company who's also holding a a senior executive post or any senior executive, and you get a sense, sometimes you'd be you'd be absolutely appalled by what they think their jobs are. Yes. Yeah, you know, my job is to, is to is to make sure that people keep their jobs or something of that nature. Or uh, you know, uh, I, I got to crack the whip. Right. Now I've had one. I remember one person I remember speaking with at some event at an association meeting. His his idea was that if he finds employees too happy, they must be doing something <laughs> underhanded. I mean, how do you like that? Like this this tells you what this guy's viewpoint is about people. Right. Like if they're happy and they look happy, they're probably stealing. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, you know, what, what, what they're operating on. But, boy, I'm telling you, I think giving them attention and being a good listener has to do with how interested are you in your own team? Exactly. Think about that. If they're showing up, I mean, it's one thing to say – well, you know, the, the employee punches in a card every now and then, right? And it, uh, the, the HR says the absenteeism is good, but did they really show up on the job? Right. And I say the same thing with an executive. Did the executive really show up on the job? <laughs> you see, how do you measure that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you measure an executive by how he gets others to get the job done and how he can assist and support their team to get the job done because that's what an executive's job is helping others get their jobs done. Exactly. And communication is the, really the only tool that an executive or a leader has to accomplish that, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's the willingness to care that makes somebody want to communicate. If you were to look at the underlying factors of communication, it is, I want to know. If you don't want to know, you're not going to be interested to ask any questions. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what I, what I don't know ain't going to hurt me. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yeah. Those are the killers. Ignorance. If you think education is expensive, look at the price of ignorance. Yes. I think somebody had a quote like that in history somewhere, but it's true. It very much is. Let's switch gears just a little bit, Joe. Let's talk about public relations, PR. Now, oh, yeah. among all your other things that you do with your clients, all the other skills and abilities you work with, you're heavily into working with them on their PR for their businesses and themselves, aren't you? Correct. Yeah, tell us yeah. about it's a, it's, a, uh, it's actually not really much of a switching of gears when you think about it because public relations is communication. True. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? True. When I have clients that come to me for one-on-one coaching, they come to me because they want to be a more respected and more widely recognized authority in the industry that they, they represent. For example, technology or law or financial services. And so when I deliver workshops in these areas or deliver one-on-one coaching, the idea is to help them to understand that PR isn't just you know, dressing well. It's important to dress well. PR isn't just getting out a great press release. You know, it's not just status, you know, who are you taking good pictures with? How do you want the public to identify you? It's your branding. Right. This is a very big misunderstood subject. Uh, I include brand messaging in our, um, in our program objectives, along with becoming an author. Because I think that if you can really help someone to 
put their words and get their voice expressed in literary form. And you have that public will want to open that door to find out because an author is an authority figure. I mean, the author, the word author itself sits right inside that word authority. When you think about it, not only that, but a client that, that writes a book, now I can ensure that that client can stand on bigger platform stages and get bigger and better audiences. Yes. That's PR. And I, I just recently have uh, one particular client that now I'm going on the third year with this client who's just killing it. I mean, the, his PR has increased, increased. He's now becoming known as, you know, he's, he's a doctor of mathematics. That They call him the doctor of uncertainty <laughs> in the world of finance and investing. He's the surgeon when it comes to uncertainty because he created a software program for individual investors to take the emotion and uncertainty out of investing. Wow. Really, we are. Now, I've got him trained to such a point where he does webinars and big events. He's now coming out with a nationally syndicated infomercial. And this is just great PR for him. But you can't have great PR if you can't get the job done and deliver the goods. Yes. Otherwise, it comes back to you. That's real, right. It recoils back to you in a negative way. What Dr. Smith has done, he's got a company called Tradesmith. And I'll just tell you his name. Any individual investor want to go to find out about Tradesmith. But now he can communicate on webinars and make significant income off of webinars by affiliating with other subscribers and getting them to, to download via a fee his software program. And this is the power of public relations and public speaking. And three years ago, he never would have considered anything like this, would he? And No, and you would never think he would because I hate to use this word nerd-like, okay? People tend to have this opinion that people in technology are, are too nerdy to communicate with anybody in the real world. But, you know, talent can be developed and the potential was tremendous. And he's an amazing individual. Yeah. And so anyone can have their PR improved their ability to, to relate and connect with their audience. And that takes a program of, of objectives to help them get there. Okay. Yeah. You know, you touched on a, a, a point that we addressed a little bit in our first podcast. I want to bring back uh, that subject again. So you mentioned Dr. Smith, how he has this technical brilliance and the man, from what I understand, he is a genius at what he's done. Yes. So he, he has uh, developed a technical product and he has a technical expertise. And both of us know professionals such as doctors, attorneys, accountants, financial people, uh, technical people, information like CIO types of people. And yes. they're technically brilliant, but they have trouble communicating. Yes. Lack of communication is a real barrier to their success, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and a lot of them feel that they don't want to risk their, their technical professional standard by humiliating themselves by, by their lack of stage presence or looking like they have a lack of confidence or nervousness. And I say to them, hey, you trained to be a technical professional. You could be trained to be a communication specialist. Oh, I love that. You could be trained to be your own public relations professional. You could be trained to be your own brand ambassador for your own company. Exactly. See, all of these things, can, they don't know that they can be. 
And when they come to see me, it's not easy. They're not knocking down the doors to come see me when they say, you know, I really want to dominate audiences. And they're coming in like, Joe, I really, no, they're not. They're very tentative and hesitant and nervous. And once I give them a sense that it can be done, uh, a lot of my complimentary initial interviews are very fact-finding and revealing. And I help them to get a sense of what they can do. They get a sense of their strengths when they come in. And I, I showed them how they can use those strengths to conquer the weak, the challenges or weaknesses and how talent can be developed. And within 15 minutes of a tool, they go, wow, that made a difference. I said, yeah, that's just 15 minutes. Let's see what a full program can do. <laughs> this is what happens, Joe, in my audiences. I have, I'll coach people out of an audience. I bring them up and I'll coach them and they see a significant difference and then People are now raising their hands to come up on stage, you know, want to be next. And that's just the confidence factor of knowing that, you know, an objective in this very nerve wracking field can be accomplished and the confidence can be built to replace the, uh, the fear. Exactly. Well, for the people listening to this podcast, Joe, I'm going to sing your praises for a minute. You know, I have met uh, quite a few of your clients. You've introduced me to a number of them and they really are exceptional communicators. And many of them have told me they were nowhere near that before they started working with you, before you started coaching them. And you've helped hundreds and hundreds of high-level professionals who were great at their jobs, or they had some expertise in some area, but had this communication barrier. You've helped these people break out of that barrier and achieve phenomenal success for themselves, haven't you? Yes, thank you for that. I, and I love it. I can't think of doing anything that I love more than, than that, uh, other than having a great family. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you think about changing people's lives or transforming them in a way that, that because of the coaching professionally, it's helped them with their own personal lives because they're communicating better. Yeah. You know, I mean, I even have clients that have safeguarded and prevented their marriages from disintegrating or preventing a divorce serves. I mean, because these things carry over. But I, I tell you, it's, it's a testimony to how resilient people are. Mm-hmm. You know, because if people have the willingness to want to learn, they'll do it. Exactly. You see, and it's a, it's a, it's a process that I, I don't like. I, I tell people up front when they come see me, I'm not here to change you. I'm just here to take what qualities you have and have them show up in front of an audience or a camera. Yeah. And that's what, that's really the key to it. And so the, the toolkit that I've developed over the years, which is out of my book, uh, is all about practice and drilling and skill building exercises. You know, you can't build skill without the drill. You have to drill, you know, you drill for skill. <laughs> and, and it's very much Joe, like, like the performing arts or athletics. They run it, they run it and do it again. They do it again. They do it again until it's natural. It's effortless. It's second nature. And all of a sudden you see a confidence starting to build in someone because now they can do it without thinking about it. Exactly. Exactly. And I love your step-by-step approach too. You don't try to overwhelm people. You, you start about wherever they are and you just walk them very nicely up the line uh, where there's almost no stress or strain whatsoever on their part. They have immediate wins, just like that one guy you were saying who after 15-minute coaching, he had a big win. And, and, and I, so I love your coaching approach. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I think when, you, when you have it, uh, I call it scaffolding. 
you, you know each incremental level of that scaffold that needs to be in in the proper sequence. That's people win that way. Mm -hmm. You see, and before you know it, they go, "Wow, I didn't realize I came this far." Well, it's because you conquered each individual step along the way. Exactly. That's the key to coaching. That's the key to training. Well, I've read your book, uh, and for everybody out there, once again, it's No Fear Speaking, and they can get it on one of your websites, uh, nofearspeaking.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's the that's that's right. And that book now is available in eight languages. But they can go to nofearspeaking.com and download a free mini ebook on the 30 No Fear Speaking tips as well. And uh, they can also, I believe now I'm st we're still open to receiving complimentary consultations so they can fill out a contact form as well to get a complimentary consultation. There's a lot of uh, videos and things to read on that site as well. Okay, great. Well, Joe, thank you once again. This podcast and the first one have been very informative. And I just want to let everybody know that we're going to do a couple more and get more into specific leadership and executive tools. We're going to walk people through, not walk people through, we're going to give people some uh, tools that they can use to really have their businesses become more productive, more profitable, achieve their goals, whatever the the, uh, the idea is there. We're going to... Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people is needed. And I thank you, Joe, for putting this podcast on because uh, it's needed. And, and, and uh, I think usable, workable tools that actually get results are sorely needed. Yes, well, that, we're going to offer those in the next couple of podcasts. So we're going to sign off here and look forward to our next one. Thank you, Joe. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.